Welcome to another edition of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway, the hot podcast that you can't get enough of. Uh, first of all, an apology. Uh, a lot of people have been in touch, uh, been disturbed by the 90s rendition that we did of uh, ATB's 9pm Till I Come. Oh. Uh, sorry if that's uh, stuck with you. Chance to cleanse that with a new song uh, from our producer, Adem, and your emails. You've been getting in touch asking for us to acapella these 90s pop songs uh, hometime at absoluteradio.com co.uk is the email address what do we have so terry roach has emailed us he's got 90s banger yeah that's the uh, subject matter and he's right he wants cc peniston's finally oh now this one reminds me of like getting into nightclubs back in the day do you yeah. know what i mean it's got a good piano start to it isn't it yeah so i do the piano yeah dun, 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 dun. Finally, it's happened to me, and I can't really believe that I don't know the words. <laughs> What's that at the end? <laughs> there you have it. The outro will be better. I'll get the words up with them. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So, welcome to uh, Tuesday's show. Uh, we've got a difficult start to the show, so let's just... Let's just Let's just talk this out. Uh, Something that started off as cute has unexpectedly turned into a nightmare amongst us, okay? Uh, so let's, let's explain. Let's rewind the back a little bit here. Uh, Rocco, Richie's lad, and Thea, my little girl, similar age, and they, they, there's a, a blossoming, lovely friendship developing. There really is. It's lovely. Isn't it a lovely thing? Uh, Thea calls uh, Rocco her friend from far, far away. <laughs> Wait till she goes on holiday. I think it's about an hour's drive. For her, that's absolutely miles away. <laughs> so it's lovely, and they share toys. Rocco very kindly lent her, Thea a ball when we were over visiting yeah. recently, and that's a lovely thing. Uh, however, something's uh, happened this morning on text that uh, looks cute, but actually has huge implications. Uh, Natalie, your lovely wife, has very kindly sent us a text saying... Let's have a look at this here. Uh, this is with the best intentions. Natalie says, Rocco hasn't really played with this for a while... So it was going to go to a charity shop, but would Thea like to have it? And she sent a photo of the toy in question, and it's Blippi. <laughs> it's a two-foot-tall Blippi doll. We've talked a bit about Blippi on the show before. Uh, Thea's aware of Blippi, has discovered him a little bit on, on YouTube, but I would say is at the early dependent stage. If she accepts this toy mm -hmm. and it comes to our house... From the friend from far, far away. The friend from far, far away. This could open a portal to... A level of doom that we'd previously not been privy to. I've got him here. There it is. There he is. Let's spell my name together. Hey, you did, she didn't say anything. I P P I. Yeah, he talks. Blippi. Natalie didn't mention him making noises. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Oh my <laughs> word! I don't know what to do because take it's love. It. What do you mean? Don't know what to do? It's lovely of Natalie. You're to a offer. father of a daughter. If you don't take that, then you're. you're you're cutting your nose off to spite your daughter's face. This is a this is a divisive toy. This is a divisive <laughs> gift. It is a divisive gift. I appreciate that. So I guess it's just we, you know, the one big family here on home time. First of all, can I refuse this? That's no. the first question. You don't think I can? I don't think so. I have to take this. <laughs> but they might have a different opinion. They might have a different opinion. That's first of all, 8, 12, 50. Secondly, talking of divisive gifts, if uh, <laughs> anyone in your family or friends has given you an item that has caused World War Three in your house, that this is undoubtedly going to do, we want to hear about it. Thank you, Natalie. I do, I, I should say, I do appreciate the problem here. My, my dad, uh, my, my older son, he's, uh, he's nearly 17. He doesn't need the Thomas the Tank engine that blew bubbles out of the funnel oh. and uh, made, made music as it went across the floor. But my dad found it. 
it recently and he brought it up for Rocco. I was like, Charlie had this, you guys would love this. It's awful. I never wanted to see that thing again. And, th- and now it's hidden in a cupboard, so Rocco can't see it. I hate... It's a divisive gift. I do appreciate that. <laughs> he can't even stop as soon as you pick him up. He's going. <laughs> Blippy. So, uh, I mean, this is interesting, because obviously I feel like I can't, I can't say no to Natalie. I'm yet to reply to the text at the moment. Still very kind of her, but where do we go with this? Uh, Nick says, Bush, you can't refuse Blippy, but you can use this as an excuse to palm off your Bing stuff to Richie. It's like an <laughs> arms race. <laughs> Uh, this tweet here says, I had an emu toy. You think about how irritating emu was back in the day. Oh, he's a wind-up, wasn't he? says, I had an emu toy, then one day it suddenly disappeared. I think it was a result of me playing a little bit too rough with people when I had it. Do you know what? The weird thing is, if we do... I mean, we'll end, we'll end up having to take Blippi, because I can't say no. Yeah, you I'm brought not him in. it back. You're not <laughs> taking it back. I, I'm, maybe that might have to be the same thing. Someone suggested I put him on the Essex Loop. You can't do that. Get him lost. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, keep your text coming in 8, 12, 15. Uh, Joe, what was the divisive gift that you had? Well, it was a China, China life-size dog, right. which uh, my mum absolutely hated um, <laughs> to the point she would cover it up with a... Every time we go see my nan, she'd cover a coat up over it. So, um, so my nan said, I'm leaving that to you in my will. And she did. So, um, so she left it to my mum. And then at my wedding... <laughs> Mum bought, my mum tried to palm the dog off to my wife as a wedding gift. That's amazing. It's just like an ongoing curse, isn't it? That's being passed on from family to family. So my wife was like, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for bringing the dog from the Isle of Wight to Newcastle um, to the wedding, but you can take it back. So now my wife knows that when my mum dies, that the uh, dog's coming her way. So the China dog is still now with your mum on the Isle of Wight? Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, just describe this dog to us. It obviously, it's caused huge, like, you know, a rift in your family there. What, what, what type of dog is it? It's a Dalmatian. <laughs> right. Oh, if that's real life, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's... it's uh, my mum absolutely hates it to the point, but she can't bring herself to accidentally drop it, uh, smash it up or anything You'd like that. you have to pick it up in the first place. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> so, uh... So, yeah, so, yeah, purely out of spite. Thank you very much to my nan. Chelsea says, I don't know what we did to our parents growing up, but my son has received a drum set, a guitar, a keyboard and an archery set from them. That's outrageous. <laughs> Think of the implications. And this text says, my mum bought a 12-foot blow-up canoe for my elder brother's 50th birthday present six years ago. Your mum's not called Anne Darwin, is she? <laughs> uh, loving your message on this tonight. Paul's on the line. Paul, what gift caused trouble in your family? Well, my son gave me grandson uh, a three, uh, Sunderland top, and I've never spoken to him since. And my grandson's 17 now. <laughs> wow, is it, and has your grandson continued to be Sunderland fans since getting that shirt to this point now? No, he never was. Oh, so we tried to turn him? We tried to turn him, he's always been a Newcastle fan. But I've never spoken to my son since. <laughs> so it's, it's your son that you've never spoken to, you have a good relationship with the grandson? Oh, brilliant eyes, Chris. <laughs> brilliant, OK, well, this has been great to talk to you, Paul. <laughs> This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, over the weekend, I was in Germany and I was thinking of you because I went into uh, one of these uh, little kiosks. Uh, I was out on Saturday night uh, just uh, strolling through the city centre. Needed uh, a couple of beers. So I got in this kiosk to uh, get these beers. It's great. Let's just sell them on the street over there. Oh, really? Yeah. And while I'm paying for them at the till, I suddenly see a whole rack of Fisherman's Friend, your favourite little sweets. They are... 
they are just my, all the way through my life. They've just been my favourite thing. I will not, I'll not, I won't leave the house without a pack of Fisherman's Friends with me. Now you love the traditional flavour, and that's the one that you're always very generously peddling to people around the building, offering a little Fisherman's Friend maybe ten minutes before the show gets ready and all that. Bit of dealing, <laughs> uh, but. When I was there at this kiosk and looking at the till, there's a whole rack of them, but so many different flavours. And the greatest thing was flavours that I've never seen over here at home. They are they are amazing. Uh, I've got one here in my hands uh, that you've very kindly given me. A chocolate mint flavour. Yeah, and the other one was the, the chocolate mint orange flavour. Neither of these flavours available here in the UK. They're, they're colourful. I'm not having a pop at Fisherman's Friends because I love them. No, because you love them. But it's quite, um, uh, like, reserved packaging. Like, yeah. low, low, like, low intensity, you know, reserved kind of packaging. Whereas this is kind of... It's just like, it's full colour. It's like watching football on normal telly and then seeing it on HD. It's like having your eyes cleaned. But the strange thing is, you often get this when you travel abroad. You see a variant of something that we have back here, and it's even better. Like, people have, people that I've known, they've gone to, like, uh, Japan and come back with some amazingly flavoured Kit Kats. Oh, over yeah. Over here... You might get an orange one, you might get a mint one. That's about it. Yeah, it's a good point. Sometimes they do it a bit fancier over there, don't they? Matcha tea ones, or sort of like pink ones. I don't even know what that's many even taste of. You, tell us the times when you've been, a, you've been abroad and you've, you've spotted something that is way better than what we have back here. Like, for example, one of my favourite bits about... I remember being a kid going on holiday to, like, you know, luxury places like Falaraki. Is uh, we used to have like you sit in the mornings and have some of their lovely local uh, like marmalade that you always yeah. do really well over there. And then we'll never have this over here. I'm sure you can find it, but like you know, like French is it like French toast, like rockard toast that you yeah. get in a, in like a box. That for me is holiday abroad. That is getting absolutely attacked by wasps. That is uh, holiday in Greece when I'm a kid. Here's another one: Amsterdam mayonnaise. The Dutch do mayonnaise better than us. Here it's just mayonnaise. Over there. A myriad of flavoured mayonnaises. Oh, I didn't realise they did that. Yeah, 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 they're I'll, mad on mayonnaise. I'll have to there. get myself over there. So, what have you spotted abroad that is way better than what we have here? Tell us about it. Tracy says mushroom flavoured crisps oh. in Bulgaria. I don't, I'm not sure about that. All right, what about these? Melon flavoured Mentos in Corfu, says Sally. Uh, one thing they don't do better over in different countries, uh, and I'm, I'm talking to you here, America, Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> it tastes like how diapers smell to use an American phrase do you know what I mean <laughs> I know some people love it in that but how can a, you know such a great country get chocolate so massively massively <laughs> wrong like I say swings and roundabouts uh, Zoe says uh, abroad ice cream delivery on the beach by boat the ice creams are so much better abroad uh, and they're better than here she says sandwich type ice creams made with two cookies with ice cream in the middle fantastic ice cream by boat I've never done that that's amazing I love this uh, Andy from Belfast says you can have a beer with your McDonald's in Spain that can't be true. Is that true? I love the idea of that. Never seen that here. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Graham and Lynn in Liverpool have said we bought chili M and M's in Cancun. Life changing. I've not. When was the last time you see you see someone? You've seen someone eating M and M's. <laughs> I know we got M and M World, a yeah. whole building dedicated to it in central <laughs> London. When was the last time you saw someone eating M and M's? Maybe they need to bring these chili flavours over here. And a follow up from Mark, uh, who was uh, we were talking earlier about the the ice creams being sold from boats uh, abroad. Oh yes. He says you can do it here. For ice cream on a boat, try Roxham on the Norfolk Broads. There's a boat that sells ice cream to the pleasure boats. Took my wife there a few years ago uh, and gave her one on a day boat. 
Did you, did you indeed? <laughs> uh, Jenny says, cheese-flavoured popcorn was the game-changer when I was in Canada. Actually, I do like the sound of that. And another Jenny's been on. She says, Fanta lemon always tastes better abroad, doesn't it? Mm. She's got a point. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. You're listening to Absolute Radio on a Tuesday night. Thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets, we're giving you the chance to go and see the mighty Green Day, Fallout Boy and Weezer on the Hella Mega Tour in Huddersfield. All you need to do is take part in our little game we call Who Claims Wins. Let's meet our contestants on line one, hoping to win the tickets, is Alice. Alice, where are you from? Hi, I'm from Kidderminster in the Midlands. Lovely job. Uh, the heavens have opened here in central London by the studios. It's like Rick Moranis on the roof of the hotel in Ghostbusters. Have you had nice weather where you are today? I'd like to say yes, but no, it has been horrendous rain all day. Deary me, well, hopefully we can turn that luck around. On the other line, playing against you, is Jake. Jake, where are you calling from and what's the storm situation? Uh, hi, it's uh, it's pretty bad today, big coat weather, and I'm uh, calling from Sheffield. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, not big coat weather, my friend, not on this show. No, Jake, I hope you haven't been walking around with a big coat on without the actual protocol being enacted by Richie and I here on Home Time. I have. I have today. It's been big court day today. We are going to have to put that to one side and not let that influence any judging as we take part in this I'm contest. I'm going to have to send a swag car around. <laughs> you stay where you are, sunshine. Right, Alice, Jake, here are the rules. We're going to give you a random topic that has many possible answers. Alice, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. Jake, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Alice. And whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. And if they manage it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they will lose the tickets to the other player. Let's play. Who claims wins? Right then, Alice, you first. How many UK top 40 singles by either Weezer or Fallout Boy can you name in 30 seconds? Give us a number. What do you reckon? Five. Five for Alice. Fair Jake, play. do you think you can name more or do you want to challenge Alice to do her five? Um, I'll go six. You're going six, Jake. Back with you, Alice. Uh, do you reckon you could do more than six or challenge Jake to do his six? I'm going to challenge him to do his six. Jake, 30 seconds to do your six. Your time starts now. Yeah, um, dance, dance. Um... Oh, coffee and TV, um, Sugar We're Going Down, um, Phoenix, Young Volcanoes, um, Fear of Rock and Roll. Um, oh, there's a lot of isn't there? I think I'm going to struggle now. Um, Keep going. Yeah, I know, I know, I've got blank. Um, Time is up. Time is up. Jake, it was three out of the six that you needed. So, Alice, you are going off to the Hellamega Tour. Without having to do anything, you guys started very high there. We had a try. We had a try this. We hardly name any. So, well done to the pair. I went one. <laughs> Aim high. That's what Richie always does. Uh, look, look, Jake, unlucky fella. No worries. Cheers, Alice. Lovely to speak. You have a brilliant Tuesday night. And Alice, what about that then? You got ready to crowd surf and stuff like that? Absolutely. I have been desperate to go to this tour. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. This news story comes in about a tractor-trailer crash that sent £15,000 of hot dog filler onto a Pennsylvania highway. So grim. So apparently it happened on the I-70, Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania. According to the Pennsylvania State Police, the driver of the tractor-trailer travelling at a high rate of speed, lost control of his vehicle, left the road, crashed on its side. He's fine. But apparently £15,000 of hot dog 
dog filler and they're spread all over the road and we're having to clear it at the moment. And it's, it's an unbelievable picture. If you follow us on Twitter at Absolutely Radio, you should, if you ever wonder what £15,000 of hot dog meat looks like, that's what it is. So we want to set you a challenge between now and the end of the show. Who can come up with the best tabloid headline for that incident? And because we're setting you the challenge, I thought it'd be kind if I set the bar low. OK, well, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear this, because I can't think of one, so this is this is good. Well, gonna... then we really are. If, we, if out of the two of us we're putting forward <laughs> one, uh, then you guys can go for it. It all rides on this. We're going to need another truck. That's not bad. That's not bad. Is that better than you thought it was going to be? Is that a play on going to need a bigger boat from the Jaws movie? It's a play on the bigger boat from Jaws. Brilliant. But with the wiener bit at the beginning. <laughs> I'll take that. We're going to need another truck. Given that it's half-term and none of us got any childcare, I'll absolutely <laughs> take that. Gav Beef says, off the beaten pâté instead of path. Pâté's not sausage. Is it not? Don't is it, let him get it, away with that. Mine's better. But some of them have got... This is not comparing to yours. It's not our favouritism here. No, it is now because you liked it better, so I'm a bit more confident about it. Gav, did you say his name? That's is? Gav, yeah. That's awful, Gav. Pate's not sausage. I think this is going to be a troublesome final hour of the show. <laughs> it is until someone betters me. And some of the ones that we can't read out. There was one about Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Mr. Blobby's the one. It's just how, you're texting that in. Do you think we're ever going to be able to read that out? You're wasting your own time. I don't know Seriously. what you think you're doing. Tom Davies says, Jabba the hot dog. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad when you see the image. Uh, Toffee Dean says, what an awful driver. That's very, very, very good. Very good. Uh, David says, who let the dogs out? Uh, Phil says, this is pushing it a bit, let's be frank, this truck goes no further. I think that's good. And actually, I'm just going back to the awful one. Is awful sausage? I don't think it is. I think you're getting too hung up on the technicalities of what's in a sausage or not. Well, no, no not really. I'm getting up, I'm getting hung up on the technicalities of headline writing. Otherwise, um, say, for example, I drop this iPhone on the floor. As you did before thousand, you got that one. Yeah. As I did before I got that one. Yeah. And then the headline was, man finds new Apple... I mean, you'd let that through, but it's not about an Apple or an iPhone, is it? But I'd still get the uh, the general gist of it. Look, listen, mate, we've got 40 minutes to fill here. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. Some of the good ones are finally coming through. Dan in Leicester, wiener, wiener, no hot dogs for Dina. <laughs> I like that. Sublime, top corner there. Glenn from Leeds says, driver wonders, am I in trouble? <laughs> very, very good. I'd have to say I think this could be the best so far. Mark in Yorkshire, take a bow. Roadhog courses backlog with hot dog due to wiener misdemeanour. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, there you have it. That's nearly the end of uh, this episode of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. But we do have, uh, it's almost like a final rendition of our 90s song, but with a bit of a correction from Richie. Well, I didn't have the lyrics first time around because I didn't know what we were going to do. He so... jumped straight in at the chorus. <laughs> I'm ready now. Uh, it, we are doing, this is, as requested, a acapella version of the 90s classic, C.C. Uh, Pennison's Finally. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do the piano. Your Here piano we go. was good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Here we go. One more time. I've got to just turn the volume up on the piano a little bit. Meeting Mr. Right, the man of my dreams, the one who shows me true love. Or at least it seems, with brown cocoa skin and curly black hair. It's just the way he looks at me, that gentle, loving stare. Finally, it's happened to me that in front of my face and I just cannot hide it. Sounds a little bit like the grandpa in The Simpsons. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are.